0: All right, welcome everyone. Sorry for running a little bit late. It's been incredibly crazy right now when it comes to the Bay Area real estate market. Um, But uh, I'm glad you have tuned in. This will be the last Friday show. I'm going to have next Friday off. It's going to be Christmas. And I think the next Friday after that is going to be New Year's. So I will have that show, it will be a year in review of what has been going on with the local market my projections of 2021 uh, and also just showing case showcasing some of the things that I've been working on so uh, looking forward to that it's going to be pretty exciting to share with you guys what what I've been up to and uh, we can proceed from there so there's a lot of pretty big headline articles for this week that I want to go over and um, but from a personal perspective. Yeah, things have been very uh, interesting. I had a client that finally moved in. Uh, Really appreciate your patience on this. It was a new home builder, delayed I think for almost a month. Uh, But they finally got to move in and I'm really excited for them. They're going to enjoy their brand new home in Newark listed, I think, or at price around $1.3, $1.4 million. Has a nice in-law unit on the bottom level. But really appreciate your patience on that. Just... um, really uh, happy for you guys at the same time made an offer today crazy going on in kind of the oakland uh berkeley area just very very uh, competitive Uh, but we still have a pretty good chance so cross our fingers hopefully we'll get it by sometime later today all right let's talk about the news itself all right so biggest headline article and i didn't cover it last week i didn't pull the data in time or the information in time but Here's another big move: Oracle to move headquarters from California to Austin. And latest loss for Silicon Valley. Uh, it's going to be hard to see. Um, so number one, when you look at the impact, you may be saying, "Wow, Oracle so big, we're going to lose so many people." But I think it's very important to understand. Once again, don't always look at the uh, headline articles. Understand a little bit about, you know, what is, uh, you know, how is Oracle actually set up today. So, they do have a lot of square feet here, but it's also under, to, to understand that they have already opened up its Austin campus in 2008 and said it will eventually house 10,000 employees. So, they've always had a huge presence out in Texas, in Austin. For those that live in Austin or are familiar with Austin, they do have a lot of these uh, companies that have already been there. It's been a big kind of hub for them. So, while it's a very big move, you're gonna see a lot of other things that will happen. But at the same time, a lot of things will stay here. And what I mean by that is a lot of the technical work, they're not forcing people to relocate to uh, Austin. If you work here today, they're still gonna have their campuses. Now over time, they may shrink on that. Over time, they may uh, continue to move different people over. However, it is important to understand they haven't moved uh, anything just yet. However, it is a big sign that the Bay Area markets, uh, when it comes to that Bay Area market, but when it comes to California as a state, they need to kind of get their act together. Otherwise we will continue to see a lot of these continue to move forward. I'm going to make a pretty bold prediction. My prediction as to the next big tech company that may move out is Cisco. Mark my words, that's my bet. So I'm going to make a bet. I think Cisco may be the next to move out. I think it'll be a really big move. I'm not 100% sure, but judging from kind of what they've been doing and how they've been viewing their corporate real estate strategy, that's my bet. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully they don't because they, live, they have a big campus right next to me, but they've been tra- trimming their corporate real estate footprint for a long time. I wouldn't be too surprised. At the same time, a lot of this is from a corporate structure perspective. They're going to have less taxes there. And sure, maybe people can say, argue about recruitment. But it is also important to understand, you know, while Oracle is a great company, it's a large company, it's, if you ask the recruiters, it's not as popular of a destination like most of the other big tech companies. Think about Amazon, think about Facebook, think about um, Google, these companies. So it's it's important to understand like who is leaving is generally the ones that are just not doing as well. Take a look at their finances, see for yourself. Their growth and their their bottom line have not been that impressive. So, if you can't grow the top line, you cut you cut costs and and this is a clear way to do that. So, just something to be mindful of. And here's another point that would kind of allude to what I just mentioned. Amazon spends 200 million dollars for San Francisco site uh, once slated for housing, so they plan to build a delivery station at a site here, which is kind of I- interesting, right? To build a delivery station, uh, in San Francisco at this time, spending 200 million dollars for it. So, clearly, uh, it's not always the case that, um, that people that all these other companies are, are quote unquote fling. So, you can see, like I said, the big tech companies are continuing to be very aggressive in terms of expanding their footprints in the Bay Area. So keep that in mind, see how they're spending the money. That's the most important thing. Next, Presidio Bay to remake Peninsula Honda dealership into Life Sciences Building. Uh, So this is also another interesting thing. I think across the board, we will see a change that uh, some of the older companies will likely continue to leave or at least move their corporate headquarters location. Doesn't mean they're leaving per se, but at least they're going to announce the move and they have, made, have less people here. But I think on the biotech front, it's just going to be an incredible boom. And you will see that. And the main issue is if you think about the biotech space, the facilities are very, very different than traditional office space. So it's going to be interesting for them to repurpose a lot of things. The question is, will they repurpose office space, which I think is very expensive and very difficult, or will they just convert space into other things? And uh, I think that's going to be the likely outcome because there's a lot of things that are just not doing as well, like you know, car dealerships. Uh, they're not going to be doing as well. There are maybe different um, uh, other types of maybe more traditional kind of buildings that they may want to tear down and redo. So I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things. That'll be redeveloping into life science buildings because that space has done phenomenal and it's something that most people do not understand. Mike, thank you for your comment. Yeah, I mean I think at the end of the day I I hope the politicians will get their stuff together, but you never know, right? It's hard to say. Um at the same time as I mentioned previously, it really just depends on which are the companies who gets paid the most and how are they looking at their corporate real estate footprint? There was one that I don't actually have here that I'll make a quick comment on, which is Google. So Google had also extended their work from home uh, policy to September, but why do you think they haven't done it indefinitely? It's important to understand that look at that report. I need to pull it up sometime in the future. They want people to come back in the office. It's very, very clear and goes back with how they're developing their corporate real estate portfolio. How uh, they have named, you know, how they have never officially said, quote unquote, people can work from home indefinitely. Uh, you haven't seen those kind of articles because they want people to come back uh, sooner than later. So there's clear value add that a lot of these companies have. And I agree, you're going to lose a lot of the collaboration, the innovation, just the randomness of meeting people and collaborating. So something just to be mindful of. So I'll, I get this all the time. And I've, I've made my blogs and my posts about this, but everybody says, hey, look, Bay Area market is so hot or there's some exodus. I think the real hot markets are not the Bay Area right now. The Bay Area is competitive. Make no mistake. It's still a very intense market. You're certainly not the only buyer. Let's let's not kid ourselves there. Um, at the same time, quote-unquote secondary markets, places a little bit further out that people didn't consider before, are some of the hottest markets today and some of the most competitive for example, everybody knows, wow, it would be amazing to live in Lake Tahoe. Uh, you know, you're know, you about four hours away, but the lifestyle that you have, if you don't really have to go to the office at all, be incredible. So what does that mean? It means Lake Tahoe, I saw this number. Uh, in general, there's Lake Tahoe took number one spot this year. Uh, at, as medium views per listings went up 280% year over year. Incredible. Now, w- what is the price increase? S- medium sale price from the same time last year, twenty-eight percent increase. It's actually the biggest increase has just been actually through I would say April. So while I was comparing year over year, if you just compare to April, this is probably the some somewhat of the same result. So it's actually more of like nine months, twenty-eight percent increase in medium sale price in Lake Tahoe. Uh, so gives you an idea like Lake Tahoe really intense Sacramento same thing one of the hottest markets very intense those are the truly intense markets don't complain about the Bay Area real estate bay area real estate did not go up uh, 28% in less than a year let's 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 look at the facts there so it's all Im- important to understand from perspectives now did it increase yes we'll go over that momentarily you can see for yourself did it decrease no not so much But other areas have been a huge benefactor of the people that have decided to leave the Bay Area. Or keep in mind, these could be secondary houses. So when it comes to those markets, if they're buying vacation homes, secondary homes, it's something important to understand um, the mentality there. Hence why it's a lot more feverish. Because if you're buying a secondary home, you're not trying to shop around every week, right? It's not your primary. So you'll be a lot more aggressive to just get the deal done. So just something to be mindful of when it comes to, um, if you're trying to buy a secondary house in those areas, I have fantastic realtor partners in Tahoe, in Reno, in uh, Sacramento. So if you do decide to go there, reach out to me, happy to introduce you to my contacts, they'll take care of you. All right, next is about just general things. 2021 will be the year of the tech enabled agents. Fortunately, I'm the tech realtor of the Bay Area. So I've been way ahead of all these things, but. As you can see, I think this will continue to play forward, and it goes in different things. I look at myself, and I look at this perspective of being much more process-oriented, much more analytical, hence why I go over all this data and give you my thoughts, but also very strategic in terms of negotiations, strategic in terms of what is actually happening in the news, but also what's more important, what is the story under the headline articles, hence why I do this report every week. but At the same time, I continue to leverage technology to help clients, but also I will share, hey, look, if this technology is going to be beneficial for an individual, then go ahead and use it. I'm not, I'm not biased towards one platform or the other. It just really depends on the individual and, um, you know, if it will help them ultimately with their home buying process or the home selling process. Next, Fed will keep interest rates low until economy recovers will keep aggressively purchasing treasuries and mortgage-backed securities until employment inflation rise. So it continues to show it likely we will continue to probably have rates at, at pretty low levels. What does that mean? If rates are at low levels or continue to be even, at even lower levels, get ready for a really, really interesting 2021. We've we've I've seen articles and I've seen the data keep in mind how much money has been pumped into the economy way more money has been pushed in this time around than even in the last correction. So for those that are hoping for certainty, I'm happy to wait. I'm happy to be there whenever you're ready and uh, we can obviously search then, but keep it in mind when there's certainty, there will be a price to pay for that certainty. So if everything is truly that good and things truly get way better, Don't be surprised if things get way more expensive, especially with how much stimulus has been pumped in. So it's gonna be really interesting to see. My bet, we're gonna have a roaring economy. I think things will go pretty crazy in 2021, and I'll show you that just from the data in a, usually a slower season in winter, but this time around, very different. So a lot of people that I work with, my opinion, pretty smart people, are trying to get ahead of things, interest rates are really low. They work in tech, tech, quite frankly, is doing phenomenal all time records, IPOs all over the place. So they have a very different, um, you know, perspective, right? Because their job is secure, uh, or they're very secure. They make more money than they ever made before. Leveraging the record low interest rates that we have beating the fact that people will likely go back to the office, something just to be mindful of. And I tell everyone, but. At the same time, everybody has their own opinion. So that's why I'm here, to provide the information. So last but not least, mortgage applications rebound as mortgage rates drop. Uh, I mean, refinance obviously has been crazy. If you have a four in front of your uh, mortgage, refinance it. Contact me. Happy to introduce you to different lenders. Refinance that. Um, people are getting into twos these days. Twos if not threes. Um, so something to just be mindful of. Mortgage applications are high the biggest challenge i think moving forward is we're going to take a look now is all about inventory uh the question is going to be well just because there's a lot of buyers like well there is there any homes for people to buy hence why new construction is going incredibly fast because there's also a combination of the demographic of those buying a new construction is one thing but at the same time uh, there's just so few properties for people to even get so take a look at san mateo county Right, 67 new listings this week. That is a third of what it was in previous times. So, at the same time, look at contingent pending, it's still a pretty high number 121. I suspect next week will be uh, probably about the same levels. I think there's a good amount still this week. This will be probably the last weekend of uh, intense showings. Uh, pretty much my weekends are fully booked from literally 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, Sunday. So, it's still very busy. There are still properties to go see. You never know when the right property you like is available. So keep that in mind. Price-wise though, uh, increased since October, November, not as high as it was in August, September, but still higher than it was before. So we're not seeing a continued decline. However, condos, townhomes, a little bit different story. As you can see, it's been relatively uh, still flat if you compare it from January. If you compare it from the high of, let's say, April, it has declined in San Mateo County. Santa Clara County. 225 new listings, that is about 40% less, but it's still better than San Mateo County. Continued pending, 310, much bigger imbalance than most. Take a look at prices. Prices in December have dropped a little bit since November. Keep in mind, though, November was a record time. It has never been higher in history. So keep that in mind for single-family houses. But it's still, as you can see, kind of what it was in October, what it was in August. So it's been relatively flat, somewhat predictable, what things will go for. But take a look at this, condos and townhomes, different story, continues to increase. So a lot of people have decided to move into a condo and townhome, this is this is a little bit um, different than what you saw in San Mateo County. Keep in mind as well, Santa Clara condos and townhomes tend to be newer than San Mateo County, um, a little bit more space. Um, so those are things just to keep in mind. Next, Alameda County. Armada County is, is very competitive these days. Um, I made a bid. So give you an example. We don't. Hopefully we are the winners today. We'll find out. Uh, a, a property came back on the market yesterday because the buyer couldn't perform. So it was on the market yesterday. Fortunately, we went to go see it same day as soon as it dropped out. That same day, we received three offers and we're all kind of in contention. So uh, things move fast, especially keep in mind, if anything is reviewed as they come, or they are uh, maybe allowing preemptive offers. Use that as a sign that they are potentially uh, it may be gone before the weekend. So think of that as a strategy. Be sure you're working with that on your, with your agent. And obviously, if you're working with me, let me know it in advance as soon as you see a property. And that way, uh, I can do the investigation. I can make the calls to see if they're willing to take early offers. If they are, don't be surprised. It does not. It may not leave for the weekend. But as you can see, generally, prices have continued to increase, um, you know, pretty sizable amount, I think about 10%. If you compare it to maybe in January, it's even higher, maybe 20%. So Alameda County has done very, very well uh, during this time. Condos, townhomes, relatively flat, nothing too crazy to report there. Contra Costa County has cooled down a little bit. So Contra Costa County has been one of the most intense markets initially, as you can see in May. It was maybe the average was about 820 or so and then now we've kind of dropped uh, about 950 which is still a pretty good increase um a little bit more than re- other areas but it's kind of slowly started to cool down a bit i would say prices have been relatively selling for relatively about the same levels as it has been for the last several months so there's not too many surprises right now and the same with condos townhomes been relatively flat nothing too exciting there so Hopefully you had um, a good idea of what is happening with the local Bay Area market. As I mentioned, I go over what things I do personally, some of the things that are happening from a headline article that I wanted to cover. Uh, at the same time, I extract the data and you can actually get this data if you follow my, me on YouTube. Uh, you can see it in the links below and you can actually see for yourself the actual raw numbers. Um, so uh, it's all public that I do typically every week. Next weekend, we will not uh, have a show. Um, but I wanted to wish you all a good weekend. I know we have the lockdown in place. Wanted to also, uh, wish you guys a happy holidays. And, uh, thank you so much for tuning in for, man, it's been nine, almost nine months of this every single week on Fridays. And of course, if you or anyone, you know, is considering to buy, sell, or invest in the Bay area, I would love to get introduced. It's never too early to figure out the game plan, especially right now to plan for 2021. It's probably always better to get in front of things than to be behind it. All right, my forecast, given what you see here and given the money that in the in the vaccines being rolled out, I think 2021 is going to be a very very busy year. But uh, of course, you'll be the judge. All right, well, see you at the next one. Bye now.